Hi, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon. This is We Should Pray. The podcast where we talk about how prayer can turn tragedy into comedy. Today we're talking about looking up. But what about if you feel like too burdened, like too encumbered like things to are look really up? Heavy. Yeah, like you're being weighed down. Well, God wants to take that burden from you. In fact, his burden is easy. His yoke is light. Uh, I like my yokes to be over easy. It's not that kind of yoke. Oh. Comedy, tragedy, vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. One of the things that uh, I've certainly noticed, we've, we've talked about a lot, is is the fact that people rarely look up. In fact, that's our theme for today. Perfect. <laughs> and we were going to put a title card up top, but we thought that wouldn't work. Who would even look up there? <laughs> wow. Why do you think people rarely look up? Or what leads you mm-hmm. to think that? People rarely look up because I think you've brought it. You brought it up first. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think one is well, experience of my own self realizing that I'm not looking up, or um, and also just witnessing other people not look up, okay. which usually is the funnier of the two. Wait, okay. Are we talking like we? <laughs> okay, because there's like the the metaphorical sense right Mm -hmm. and then there's like the actually physically people don't look upward yeah so which one are we talking about por que no los dos okay um so okay (laughs) what about if for the sake of this episode we start Mm -hmm. with like the metaphorical sense and then we talk about that like the physical physiological sense is that the right word for that i'm sure it is okay and then and then we talk about like the problems mm-hmm. with not looking up and we could pray about it. Yeah. And then we could see how maybe that problem could be a. Could be redeemed. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, funny first. Redeemed. And then redeemed. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Okay. So what about like when we get distracted? I think minutia, minutia is a word. It is. That you said about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So metaphorically, people don't look up when... um when there's all this little stuff going on and you just keep getting distracted by the little things. Um, right. And like you need to keep moving on or, or whatever it is, but there's just like a little problem that comes. Mm-hmm. So like you address the little problem and then like you're going to, but then there's another little thing and like mm-hmm. you, you see, and then like, but if you could just pause, look up, look at the whole problem, like the big picture, the big picture, and then be like, Okay, yes, these are little things, but like, I'm never going to resolve this whole thing. Oh, yeah. If I don't just like take this one big step first or whatever it might be. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Or That's like, pretty vague. I think Matthew Kelly talked about, David, where you like, you get to the day where like, I'm all caught up now. How does he say it? All caught up. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Caught up. Like all the laundry, all the problems, everything. Yeah. That's it. Like that, if we're that looking can happen? for that day, it's not coming yet. <laughs> it's not coming yet. Yeah. So, I, got, I got caught up the other day. 
You did? Yep. Are you uh, still caught up? Not caught up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got to call Matthew Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we when we talked about this and kind of were brainstorming about this concept that people rarely look up, you were saying that we don't recognize it's a cross. Like a failure to look up is a failure to recognize the cross. Could you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple pieces there, right? I mean, for one, Christ on the cross is up, right? And so like we, we could just be standing right next to the cross. And if we're looking down at our own feet, mm. then we might not recognize what's right there, you know? Yeah. No, no, I, I never... If you're, if, I know now. Yeah, if if you're walking right, looking down at your own feet, and you bump into like a post, God, this post is in my way. Like, get out of my way, post. Or like if your sister does that and you laugh at her. Not that anyone in this room has done that. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you never look up, like maybe, maybe being super overly dramatic, mm-hmm. maybe that's the cross of Christ. And like, right? But like, if you don't, if you don't look up, then you're not able to recognize. You know, the more of this picture, more of what it could be. Right. And um, so like that's 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 how we fail to look up when, say, things uh, seem distracting mm-hmm. in a negative mm-hmm. sense. Right. Yeah. But then what about like from like positive experiences that we have, things that we're excited about, things that we, we were talking about in the last episode, raw material, like the raw material for love, mm-hmm. the things that, or people who just like stir our emotions. Um, and so what about that as far as like getting tripped up maybe by those mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. still like yeah. not, I don't know, responding in a way that lifts us up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, we certainly see that all the time where um, we're looking at these things, um, you know, like earthly things, right? Yeah. And if, if we can't, if, if we refuse to or fail to or whatever, see the heavenly in it as well, right? Looking up towards God. But we just keep it at that level. Things get really wonky. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's, I mean, most of, all of, um, like the deadly sins are focused on that. Yeah, you mentioned that. I don't really know what the deadly sins are, so I Googled it. Yeah. And I just found the list. And then I sent it to David. <laughs> and I was like, hey, can you hang on to this list? Because we're going to talk about this later. Yeah. And he's like, why did you send me an email with sins? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to um, talk about this later. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about sloth. Okay. And, um, but before we do, you know, I realized that at the end of the last episode, Mm -hmm. I really thought we, we came full circle with Mm -hmm. the whole, with everything we talked about. But remember, we were going to talk about Mary and about concupiscence and we never brought it back around. Oh yeah. We even teased that. Yeah. We teased it in the beginning. We didn't. So before we talk about like us sinners, could we talk about Mary and how like, so that, the, that difference between our human nature, everyone's human nature, and then the Blessed Virgin Mary conceived without conceived sin. Conceived without sin. Yeah. 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 So I'm, um, the church teaches, right, that Mary was conceived by her parents, uh, but conceived without sin. So conceived in a way that none of the rest of us have ever been. Um, you know, Adam and Eve created and then the rest of us conceived mm. and Mary alone 
well, then Jesus also mm-hmm. from her, um, conceived without, without that stain of original sin. Um, and there's, uh, the, the, the broad strokes of the, of the why and the how is, um, my, my favorite one is the cheeky answer, of course, which yeah. is like, Jesus loved his mom so much. Of course, he's going to give her this gift yeah. of like not having that pull to sin or that pull of um, to fall. Does that satisfy most people's questions? Uh, for me, that's good. But I feel like David <laughs> probably wants to know more. Uh, I actually do have a related question. <laughs> I don't know if I heard somebody... Was it John Martinoni or maybe somebody else? I thought, I thought I heard that um, there's somebody else without sin. Now, is, is there something about John the Baptist? Is there something special about John the Baptist with sin, or or did I just mishear that? No, I, I wouldn't. Um, nothing comes to mind, anyways, about John the Baptist with sin. I mean, certainly he was uh, he was conceived unnaturally, like later, you know, late in his in his mother's life. Uh, um, so there's, there's kind of that connection, but, um, but no, not what he was. Okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm getting something mixed up. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, one of the interesting things though, with, with Mary there is she still could have sinned, mm-hmm. right? Like she still had all of her free, free will. will. Um, so the same with Christ, like all of the free will capacity, mm-hmm. but there is that stain of original sin that, that concupiscence that it's the concupiscence. Concupiscence. That's like a, Tongue twister. Okay. <laughs> you say mm-hmm. it. Concupiscence. Right. That is that draw in us to turn toward, to, to, to turn away from mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Right. But what about baptism? Because doesn't that remove original sin? So how does that work with concupiscence? Oh, I said it. Nice. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to talk about like something else? Um, can, no, we, we can we, talk more about sins. <laughs> we can we can we can address that quick, right? I mean, with with baptism, we're we're washed from um, that stain of original sin and from the guilt that's associated with that. Uh, but nice. that that piece of nature in us, yeah, is, is still away. there. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel oh, I validated. <laughs> I was doing a little research on John the Baptist thing because I, I really <laughs> yeah. thought I heard this. Okay, so this is Catholic.com, which I believe is Catholic Answers. And question, a priest told me that John the Baptist was born without original sin because he was baptized when he encountered Jesus oh. at the time of Mary's oh. a visit to Elizabeth. That is so cool. While both were in their mother's wombs, true or false? Okay, so the answer is, there is indeed a pious Christian speculation that John the Baptist was freed from sin when he was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb, like in Luke 1, 15 and 41 through 44. But this is not something the church has declared to be doctrine. So okay. the church certainly has not cool. taught that John the Baptist was baptized in his mother's womb, if by that is meant the kind of baptism that babies receive after birth. Okay. So I knew there that was, was a good Catholic imagination right said there. something about <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was actually right on. <laughs> I would like to hear your thoughts on on how, like the, what's meant to be a blessing, mm-hmm. and that's meant to be celebrated and to lift our souls to God can can trip us up if we get stuck on those things. So if we stay in that state of. Mm-hmm. 
turning away from God like that we're inclined toward Mm -hmm. and like how that relates to you because you said that it relates to these deadly sins Mm -hmm. I'm like well first of all what are deadly sins and then how does that apply so David what are they again maybe just read one and then Father Matt get comments and I will sip my water okay so the first one is pride go ahead take it pride pride I mean so classic not looking up if you're just looking at yourself, right, you're worried about your own self, about um, how things are impacting you. I mean, all those things, right? If being really prideful is just looking at yourself and not looking at your impact on others, your impact on God, right? Where, where you're called to and other things. Um, it's, it's, I mean, in my experience, anyways, of being prideful, which I have um, too much experience. Um, it is like that that sense of looking in, focusing just on me and being wrapped up only in that, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm good. I was created good. But but if that's all I'm looking at, that's not enough. Uh, so you can't see yourself for who you really are in light of God's love mm-hmm. when you're not looking to God's love. Mm-hmm. So when you say like looking within, it's not like, it's not like this reflective place of like, look in your heart and like, like Christ meeting you there sort of thing or like you meeting Christ there, but it's only it's like a only locked you. in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next. Next is greed. Oh, that's, that's easier for me to see. All right. What do you see? How do you see that? Well, like instead of, because I feel like if we're just focusing on the things that we have or the things that we want, then there's no like gratitude if 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 I'm only looking at this thing and like trying not to like take my eyes off mm-hmm. of it and then and then that makes me want to like cling to it more and to, that's my sense of like what it means to be greedy right it's like grasping really, yeah. really tightly to the things that I have and instead of seeing them as a gift and if they're a gift then there could be more of that or if they're yeah. a gift then it could be meant to be used right but it just like is that it yeah I think that's right on do I get like a gold star or something? Two gold stars. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How well many done. of these are there? Seven. Oh. We don't. We can go through all of them. <laughs> oh, I think I'm know. starting to get the. Tra- I think I'm starting to get the picture. Yeah. Um. What were we gonna say, David? I mean, were you asking about the sound effects? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All the sound effects. I mean, because I can pull them all out right now. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a triangle sound after every of these deadly sins. Okay, okay let's do one more. Ready for the next one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you hear this sound, <laughs> the next <laughs> one of the seven no. deadly sins is lust. That doesn't sound deadly. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, that's super that deadly. That's like really pleasant, actually. Well, <laughs> right. speaking of lust. Well, yeah. now this. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's... It's getting worse. That's deadly. That's deadly. Okay, okay. yeah. So lust. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is kind of... This is what we talked about last time, basically. So this leads in, right? The last yeah, one. the raw material. The raw material. Like, that's good and beautiful, but if you stop with the raw material... The raw material being like that which you find attractive in the other person. Yeah. Our, our sexuality itself, right? Like if, if that's only where you stop, mm. then it's, it, it's going to get real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think, I think I get it. 
Yeah, then they extrapolate um, that out for the rest. So what about what about when when we thinking about like the like actually physically not looking up? Because mm-hmm. um, like when you said that, I like looked up at my ceiling and like I wouldn't just be sitting here like I just like yeah. that makes sense to say that people rarely look up. But like, how does that kind of tell? Like, what does that tell us about our spirit? You know, and like you were you were commenting earlier off camera about how like look when we don't look up it's or when we're like looking down only that that's that can be bad for us Mm -hmm. um you said it encumbers us but it also endangers us (laughs) that's the like running into the pole right yeah exactly like if if you're not looking up then you're, you you very well could run into something, mm-hmm. right? Um, hit your head on something. Or- so maybe like, speaking of concupiscence, I'm really getting that word down. That's good. Um, it's like, you're not necessarily sinning, right? Because you have this inclination towards sin. But if you're sort of meditating on a temptation or thinking about those things, you know, without bringing the Lord into it, then you're just set up to sin, right? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Yeah, like you, um, I, I like that set up to sin in a sense, right? Like, because um, uh, if you're not, if if you're already geared to not be looking for more, you know, God in these mm-hmm. pieces, then it's going to be that much easier, yeah, to to just stop with the thing mm-hmm. and be greedy about it, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like delight in the food only and be um, gluttonous. Yeah. Right, more food, more food, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or um, okay. Or like, if you're walking around the kitchen and say like the furniture was moved to a different spot, you could just like <laughs> run into the chandelier. Just crack your head on the chandelier. How many of us in this room have done that? In this room, <laughs> there's this, there's this chandelier that's usually above our kitchen table, but. Our kitchen table is here now in our lovely studio setup. And so we've learned to place an object, like a large object, like right now a bench is over there underneath <laughs> the chandelier because we keep running into it, even though it's like, isn't that at eye level? I Almost? Mean, it's not that far above our heads. For me, it's like right at eyebrow level. <laughs> but and you're just not you looking really that far up. up. <laughs> <laughs> just look forward. Just like don't look down. <laughs> and we're like, oh. <laughs> this has happened to like each of us. Yeah. So now we like set it up so that we're reminding ourselves. We put something downward. So, <laughs> so when that we're, when looking we're looking down. down. Yeah. Because we know we're going to be looking down. <laughs> I like the part like with the, I can relate to the gluttony uh, sin there. And I like what you said about it's like if you're looking down at the food on the counter or whatnot, like you... If you're not looking up, then you you're you're making a like a god out of whatever it is. Yeah. Like yeah. like if food is going to be this one thing that fulfills me, mm-hmm. if, if I don't think that that God can fulfill me, then I'm going to just keep going to that food because it's satisfying. But you keep going and you keep going, but then but then you're never ultimately satisfied, and and then you start feeling really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Can we talk about hitting the ledge? Hitting the ledge. This ledge? Like running <laughs> into the ledge. 
like head first. <laughs> like like what I did minutes before we started recording this episode. I wasn't actually here for that, but I heard about it. Uh, I mean, luckily I've hit my head on it enough already. I can vouch for that. Every time we every time the episode is over, I'm like, hey, don't you hit your head and you're like, don't Oh you, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, thankfully this time it was like a from the side glancing blow. Oh no. Way better than like standing up into it. You've been doing that standing up into it. Oh. But this was so this was from the side. And then I came in when you were like what episode are we on again? What we're we going to talk about? I'm like, is it? Is it the look up episode? <laughs> of course okay. it is. That reminds me of a fun game, though. Yeah. In in airplanes. When everyone is still seated at the end of the flight. Mm-hmm. And then you're taking turns standing into the aisle to get your bags. Your yeah. This actually works as, as people are loading onto the airplane as well. But like when I'm seated on the airplane... Then I'm looking. I'm looking up, and there are all right. these people around me. We're all seated. We're all looking up. This is rare, right? right. Like all of us just looking because there's like no place to go. You just need to grab your bag and then get out. So you're like watch, observing other people doing this, mm-hmm. and then and then like pretty much every flight I see this happen. Someone grabs their bag out, and then somebody else is about to stand and like not notice that yeah. their bag is coming, but. Often the person who's grabbing the bag in the first place doesn't realize this collision is about to take place. So everybody else seated there is going like, oh, no, no, like what's going to, right? And then like usually there's like the tall guy who happens to be like at eye level with the bag who kind of like reaches his hand and then he like the, you know, the crisis is averted and everyone else is like, yes, good job. But you don't want to like, if you said it, then they'd be like, what just happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone just kind of silently like nods to each other and like air. We just we just witnessed something spectacular. Yeah, there's like your fist is in the area. Yes, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that happens on every on every flight I've been on, and it's just fun. And so I guess that's one benefit of looking of looking up down yeah. of looking of the people who look down because they're entertaining me. <laughs> it's it's better when other people are looking down, and you're lo- so that you can witness this. I mean, it. I didn't want it to sound like that, actually. I mean, it is entertaining, though. <laughs> it, when, when there's the tall guy who saves the day. Yes, that's... Yeah. Thank you. That's important. We should pray. <laughs> oh, we I'll pray. pray. I mean, we should pray together. We should pray together. Maybe I can lead. Maybe right. you can read Colossians verse... What am I trying to say? Chapter 3, verse 2, David. And then, and then we could keep praying after you read it for us. Think of what is above not of what is on earth. Colossians 3, verse 2. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. One time David and I went to the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah? Yep. 
we took Jamal. Jamal was a baby. We, it was very like dad life, mom life experience. We went hiking a little bit into the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And David had Jamal, who was eight months old. He had Jamal on his back in the backpack. And Jamal mm-hmm. was like trying to reach for like the side of the canyon. And then David would be like, whoa, here we go. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> David would be like, let's turn. Whoa, this is fun. And Jamal's like, this is fun. His like little baby expression was saying to me. And I was like, please don't fall off the edge. And it was beautiful. And then we walked around like on the flat ground where you just look down into the canyon. Do you remember mm-hmm. the story, David? Yes. And you'll have to remind me exactly your wording. I remember the sentiment of what you said. Well, what I remember thinking is I was just I was just standing there taking in this view, one of the world wonders. How many world wonders are there, technically? Seven? Sounds right. We're in the maybe seven. They got, maybe they added an eighth or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's songs about being the eighth world wonder. Yeah. Okay, so it's one of the wonders of the world. And so I'm standing there just, it's beautiful. And I went up to David and I said to him, I was like, I'm just thinking of how I want to like just bring this beauty like inside me. And David was like kind of distracted, just like looking out there. He's like, babe, babe. And what do you say to me? I was like, I want to just shoot a missile out to the canyon and just watch it hit the side. I'm like, what? Because we were like going down, we were going down into the canyon a little bit, but it was providing some really amazing views. Yeah. Of like the side wall of the canyon, and I just thought, oh, that would just be so cool because it's kind of far, but it's cut, but it's like close too. So yeah, I don't know why I'm, why I felt that. I was yeah. just like, wait, wait, did you hear what I just said? He's like, what? <laughs> and so anyway, I think that really demonstrates the theology of the body really well. Oh yeah, yeah. How so? Because here I am. I mean, like, John Paul II says even the physical makeup of a, of a woman has room for another person inside of her. Mm. And so I'm, like, talking about how I want to, like, take this beauty and, like, like, foster it within myself, right? And, like... David just like I want to shoot a missile out there. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I don't think I, I mean, need to say anything more about that. You don't want to destroy the canyon. No. But on the other hand, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, but okay. What I wanted to say about that, people rarely look up, is that like our complementarity as men and women is supposed to like be this source of joy and fruitfulness and like our differences as well like leading us to something so dynamic mm-hmm. um and so and yet <laughs> like how often male and female relationships are just like this source of pain and sorrow and discord yeah 
And I feel like there's probably women who are listening who are like, what are they saying? <laughs> you know, who can like relate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet like our, our call is to, to, to look up and mm-hmm. to, and to see like the, the beauty, the beauty of God's creation. You think about like the Grand Canyon, but like we, human beings being the crown of creation Yeah, that we could see God's presence in each person man or woman and to like rejoice, rejoice in him and rejoice in our very evident at times differences. <clears throat> yeah. Cause if, if you just, I mean, cause both of those sentiments as man and woman, right. They're both good. And if, but if you just get stuck on like, no, like <laughs> we should all want to launch missiles into it. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like if you, if you can look up and see, <laughs> How, how the two together are beautiful. Right. Um, then, I mean, that is, you can't have complementarity if you're just looking at one. Mm-hmm. You got to look up. And, you know, we, we, we were talking about the Garden of Eden in the previous episode and how, like, Eve is cornered by this snake or monster, however you want to th- think of this, um, you know, figure of the devil. Mm-hmm. And and all all the the destruction that follows in the human race and yet it's like for me to to think about like the garden in the beginning how god intended once i heard the phrase interior gaze from the theology of the body that's mm-hmm. when i just really dove into learning more like about the whole that whole document and that whole uh, approach to studying God and celebrating God through the the human body, the human person, sexuality, and so uh, David, we have that quote. Maybe you could read it, David. They see and know each other with all of the peace of the interior gaze, which creates precisely the fullness of the intimacy of persons. The interior gaze creates the fullness of the intimacy of persons. Ah, that's beautiful. That's poetry. The deuce. He's good. Man, you wrote some poetry. <laughs> I, <laughs> Can you grab I that have. book, please? Okay, okay so one of the ways it, that we <clears throat> discern what to talk about on this podcast is we read our book, the things that we wrote in the past. Yeah. And we're like, what were we inspired to write? How is God calling us to witness through this part of our story? Sometimes it's surprising because, you know, you write things and then you like go through so many editing rounds and then you're like, wow, this sounds better than (laughs) I. We we wrote good things. Yeah. With a team of a lot of people. Yes. But um, I was wondering if you could read that section that that begins, we sat in silence. We sat in silence. Enough words had already been said. The stillness of the summer evening settled on us. Over our shoulders and through the window, the sanctuary lamp burned next to the tabernacle of our chapel. On the night, on a night such as this, the wall didn't matter. The humble porch became the sanctuary of a grand basilica extending out over the neighborhoods. Oh, it's poetry! Well, shucks. <laughs> Good job. Um, I mean, we wrote it together, yeah. so, um, so the setting is that we were <clears throat> on the balcony mm-hmm. of your community's 
house, the rectory, mm-hmm. as it were, adjacent to the parish. Yeah, right on. Yeah, baby Mercedes was nearby. Your pastor was inside. And right behind us was the window to the... To our, our private chapel in the rectory. Right, so we could yeah. look in the window and see the tabernacle, yes. the tabernacle light. Yeah. But we're looking out in the neighborhood. Yeah, outside. Yeah, so beautiful. And like, but I remember that that is where we first started about how, talking about how people rarely look up because... Yeah, because I, I used to sit up there all the time yeah. and it was... The, the rectory was between the school and the church, and there was one of the main roads or the exits right there. So there was constantly people going through, and like especially families like, bringing their kids to school. Yeah, and like just... coming in for um, basketball games oh, and yeah. practice, right? Like anytime there was a, an event, they would be going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, almost never, <clears throat> I'd just be sitting up there, and almost never did anyone <laughs> like. Hey, Father Matt. Yeah, it happened <laughs> a couple of times. Like, if they but... noticed you, they totally would have oh, said, definitely. hi, it's just such a friendly parish. And it wasn't like... Yeah. And it's not like when you were home, people just like didn't talk to you. Because when you were out and like just... Like, if you stepped outside the door... Oh, yeah, 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 be... there'd be greetings all Right. Day. So, yeah. it's just that they didn't notice that you're right there. Well, I mean, now you're making me wonder. Maybe I wasn't as popular as I thought. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta reevaluate everything. <laughs> no, it was, it was because they didn't see me up there. <laughs> I think. Yeah. We're going to assume that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, but you were, you're, something I want to talk about mm-hmm. or to ask you to speak to is like how when we talk about raising our minds to the things above, like in Colossians, think of what is above, mm-hmm. that it, you said something about like it doesn't mean that we're, you use the word eschewing reality. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain what that means for some people who didn't look it up on their dictionary app yet? Um, I'm not just going to explain the word eschew because okay, I'm sure I'll get it wrong. Um, the concept of what you're trying to talk about. Yeah. So I, um, when, when, when Christ calls us to look up, right? When, when, when God's calling us to look up, it's not that don't ever look down, right? Like to eschew humanity, uh, like to yeah. just get rid of humanity. That's, that's not what looking up entails um because as humans when we're looking up we're still standing on the ground right it's not like like yes i look at things above and now i'm like floating above the soiled masses right like no we're still humans walking (laughs) um so we still are interacting with all of those pieces of our world those pieces of humanity which are good but we're also then putting them into the wider context of god's creation in the way that God is interacting with us. Um, so again, it's not just, it's not merely the sense of like being in an ivory tower, right? Cause that's such a, um, such a common phrase for like um, being, you know, thinking that you're so much better, right? Like mm-hmm. being up there looking down. Cause the irony there is that person's still looking down from an ivory tower, right? Yeah, yeah It's yeah. like, that's not, that's not what this is about, right? This, this is about is being point. on the ground and looking like, taking in the full view mm-hmm. as much as we can as humans, right? Of mm-hmm. like what God has revealed to us and, and how our humanity is interacting with, with all of this. Mm. Nice. I'm thankful for it. That was poetic. This is, this is really poetic. Um, we had some singing. <clears throat> yeah. We had some beatboxing. Oh, wait. That was, that was during sound we check. Recorded. That was a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> 
before we could start. Okay, here's here's a message. But we didn't get to show the picture of the Grand Canyon. <gasps> we have a picture of the Grand Canyon to look yes, at? here we go. Oh, this is my aerial view of the Grand Canyon. Is this one you took? Yeah, I took it. From a plane when I was no. looking down at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, it's cropped for Instagram, so it's not quite a wide view, but yeah. it does look pretty cool. <laughs> literally but the point is it. that <laughs> even when we're literally physically looking down, when we remember God's grandeur, when what we see and interact with is part of the grand scheme of God's love, then in in our spirit, we're looking up. Right on. And also, please try to not hit your head on the ledge at the end of this episode. I'm sure I will at least once more. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of you who have uh, supported this, especially Amanda Vernon patrons. Amanda Vernon patrons are those who uh, support Amanda in her ministry, in um, spreading the good news, the love, and the beauty of Christ in the world. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to have this podcast without the support of Amanda Vernon patrons, so I'm really grateful. Um, we also wouldn't be really feeding our children in this manner without that support. So if you'd like to learn about the rewards, such as a new song. Pretty awesome rewards. Every Sunday, thanks. Um, you can visit amandavernon.com slash patron. And also, I'm really grateful to the Congregation of Holy Cross, Father Matt's religious community, for giving him permission to be part of this ministry. So thank you so much to them, and thank you for those of you who are listening. God bless in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.